and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and Mike and I are going to finish off our APES discussion. Yes, we are. We've talked about the teaching of Scripture in Ephesians 2 and 3 and 4. And remember that Ephesians 2 says the church was built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Christ Jesus is the focal point. And Ephesians 3, 4, and 5, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That's speaking of the Word of God. All Scripture must be interpreted in context. And since the question of Ephesians 4.11 involves apostles and prophets, it's very helpful as our staff has studied this to see how Paul has used the same term in previous sections. So you bring it out. Ephesians 2.20, Ephesians 3, 4, and 5. Um, We have to interpret accurately what is meant by apostles and prophets there. And the exegesis then of Ephesians 4.11 must include these verses if we're going to be honest and accurate with the text. So when you get to Ephesians 4.11, we're basically saying that God gave gifted men to the church and that in Ephesians 4, 7, and 8, he has given gifts to Christians and then gifted men to equip the gifted Christians. That's right. And then we also talked about how Alan Hirsch has his view and how we kind of debunked that a little bit with um, some exegesis there. And so today we are doing something that's more practical on these teachings, right? Yes, we just want to say, so how do you go forward in a healthy way in a local church as a believer amongst a, a community of, of fellow believers uh, doing what God has called you to do, how, what he has gifted you to do? And the first thing is, look, we got to pray, right? Um, we got to be focused on Jesus and the gospel. Uh, we've got to be unflinching with humble hearts when it comes to the scriptures, uh, have deep dependence on Christ, love for our brothers and sisters in Christ, and love those that we disagree with, but not have to cave in to ideas that we do not believe are biblically sound. And so we want to uh, really influence, I think we want to influence people with this podcast to say, go back to the word and look at it. You know, what did Jude say? Jude 1.3, beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. And so we need to go back to the word over and over again and say, look, we want to be faithful uh, to the scriptures, faithful to God, lead the charge in biblical faithfulness, and just practically, you know, put them into into practice. (laughs) 1 Timothy 4, 6, Paul told Timothy, if you put these things before the brothers, you'll be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine you followed. And so we, uh, our takeaways really is, you know, accurately handle the biblical text, have a good motive, uh, be carefully attentive to the text, be precise with the biblical text. In Ephesians 4, don't miscategorize Ephesians 4.11 as a list of gifts that God gives to every church, both for men and women. Uh, that can lead and has led to churches thinking that women can be pastors and elders, which the Bible teaches they cannot. Uh, it goes against other places in Scripture. Uh, scripture is in harmony with itself. And we don't want to be oversimplistic, but this is a simple thing, and there's a simple fix. Just go back and say, look, we miscategorize this. Let's take it accurately. Uh, let's say that uh, these are gifted men that, that 
that equip gifted people in the church and encourage people to deeply trust the Word of God, deeply trust the Lord, uh, pray, preach the truth, love everyone in the process, uh, continue to hone and sharpen your skills in handling Scripture, and just glorify God in everything you can do. I think that's our bottom line. We want to glorify Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of the church, the head of the church. Absolutely. As far as understanding Ephesians 4 and understanding our relationship to APEST and stuff like that, it's not a we can never have fellowship with those people. We can never, uh, you know, be in contact with those people. It's, you know, let's dive into the scriptures together and understand what God's truth has to say about his church. Right. To my friends that are using Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 as five gifts that are operable in the church today for both men and women— I would just say, look, I love you, but you're stretching the text beyond what it actually says. Uh, Let's not press meanings into the text. It's best to take this for what it is. Gifted men that God gave to the church to equip gifted believers, gifted by the Holy Spirit. And I would suggest utilizing the five terms in Ephesians 4.11 in the most biblical way and reserve the discussion of gifts to those gifts lifted in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, as well as 1 Peter and elsewhere. That's right, because... Ultimately, we know that if it's Christ's church, he has given us enough instruction to know what Christ wants done with Christ's church. That's right. He is going to bring us to maturity of faith, and we are to equip the saints for works of service. And every believer is gifted by the Holy Spirit. That's right. So as far as putting this into practice, if I, if somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, you know, I'm at a church right now that is celebrating APES, that is putting into practice, who's called me an apostle or prophet or evangelist, whatever. What should they do? Okay. First and foremost, pray and make sure your heart is right with God. Secondly, make sure you're serving the Lord in some significant way that is biblically accurate. And third, if it gets to the point where it's somewhat egregious and it's, you know, false doctrine is being taught, and let's say they're making women elders and things like that, that the Bible just doesn't teach, I would, I would talk to your leadership, appeal to them, uh, open up your Bible humbly, and show them what you know. And if they consistently go in the opposite direction, I would say go to a church that actually is handling the Word of God accurately. Mm. So you would go so far as to say if a church is consistently applying a pest to leave that church? No, I would say that if a church is not open to talk and listen to you as you show them the Word of God, most people, I think, would would see this and go, yeah, you're right. Let's just clarify things. Um, I, I would say, again, I'd say pray, serve in an appropriate way biblically in your church, and then talk to your leadership. Talk to your leadership, and humble, bold leadership is open to talking to the flock. Um, I say this to our listeners. I say this to our church. You can ask any question. There's no, there's no question that's a dumb question. We don't have all the answers. And if you don't agree with us at Grace Orange, you know, God bless you. We love you. And we're not right on everything, but we're convinced on most of what we do. That's why we do what we do, because we're convinced by the scriptures and by the Holy Spirit to go in a certain direction as a church. And I just say, go and talk to your leadership. But if they won't listen, if they won't even talk to you about it or have a, a dialogue or a, or a conversation, you should consider going to a church that will handle the scriptures accurately. Yeah, yeah, that, that is so important. And it is not a 
you know, quick, eh, you know what? They don't believe exactly what I believe, so I'm just going to leave, and, you know, that's going to no, be that. No, we don't want to do that at all. No, you want to be loving and kind. You want to be patient. You want to be humble. But but think about this. We say, and our Fellowship of Churches has, a, uh, I guess, an, a motto that has uh, been around for a long time, the Bible, the whole Bible, and nothing but the Bible, something like that. Well, it's not just, hey, the Bible, as I interpret it, it's the Bible rightly divided, rightly interpreted. So 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. That literally means accurately handling the word of truth. It's like using a plow to plow a straight furrow so you can plant seeds. So it's cutting a straight road. That's the idea. It's being straight with the word of God, handling it accurately, cutting it straight, and you want to do that, and that takes hard work. So it's the word of God, rightly handled and correctly interpreted, does its work in us who believe. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, you received it not as the word of man, but as the word of God, which does its work in you who believe. That's right. Amen. Well, I know this was a little shorter of an episode, but it was still... I don't know. It lands the plane for us, right, Mike? So We came in for a landing. We didn't crash, as far as I can tell. Uh, touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have any questions about APEST or maybe something else, maybe suggesting a topic, please do so by emailing us at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. And we hope you'll join us next Thursday as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary. <laughs>